Welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business by Paul G. Walmsley. This podcast helps entrepreneurs and network marketing professionals create and market their brand so they attract customers and top quality people to their business. Each episode is jam-packed with real-life, battle-tested, cutting-edge marketing tips and strategies. So let's dive right in. Here's Paul. Hello, this is Paul Walmsley and welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business. I'm here in my apartment in Beverly Hills, California and on the opposite side of the country, all the way in Tampa, Florida, I have Scott Johnson. How's it going, Scott? It's going really well, Paul. Thanks for having me. All right. So you've got kind of a sexy voice there. Um, (laughs) Maybe in the interview, you'll explain why it's so dark and husky and deep. That's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to hearing why you've got such a a deep voice there. So Scott and I are Facebook friends. We are friends from working at a previous company together. Scott's been very supportive of me over the last couple of years with my various endeavors and challenges. And, you know, as we are as entrepreneurs, we look out for each other. So I appreciate that Scott I really do and um, just want to turn it over to Scott to let him explain a little bit about who he is what he's all about and then we're going to put him on the spot with our marketing formula that we always start the show with so Scott over to you okay Paul thanks again for having me on as far as the voice I recently was put in a position with a, an amazing opportunity which you know sounds cliche but the proof is in the husky voice, I guess. My voice is husky like this. For the last week, I've been on the phones pursuing that new opportunity. And it's been a, a long road to get here. And like like you said, Paul, we've supported each other. And, and I've benefited greatly from a lot of your advice, uh, even the social marketing Facebook stuff as well. But as far as my background, I do have a degree. It was actually international business. When I got out of college, AOL was charging by the minute, so I jumped in with a couple of partners, and we had an internet service provider, and and then went to corporate world for a while, but I got spoiled, if you will, or contaminated by the information of rich dad, poor dad, and I decided the corporate world just wasn't for me. I got married. My wife and I had about three properties or four properties at one point when we including our own. And then we sold them as we had our first child and direct selling or relationship marketing came into my life and it it's not called this anymore, but I dabbled in prepaid legal and then found another business. That's how you and I met. And now I'm in this new one that's given me this Demi Moore type voice here. <laughs> well, you got to bottle it because it's working, I tell you. you got to make sure you keep that voice however you can. <laughs> hey, Paul, how's it going? <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So, so as you know, as the regular listeners know, we always start off our show with the marketing formula and let me just kind of recap with this again as entrepreneurs as marketers you know always at events always learning always growing and mike koenigs shared this with us one time he was on stage uh, doing a hot seat with a bunch of people from the audience and he said basically you only have three to seven seconds to get your marketing message across to people so it had better be short and sweet and powerful and succinct so he gave the example of the formula I help X do Y even if Z. So my example of that is I help soccer moms earn an extra 500 to to $1,000 per month 
even if they only have five hours a week available. So I help X, X is the person, the, the avatar, the niche. Y is what you help them achieve. And Z is the usual, you know, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, I don't have the expertise, I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So that even if Z is the objection, the most common objection they normally come up with. So I'm going to put Scott on the spot and let's see what he's come up with with his marketing formula. So over to you, Scott. What have you got? I help families get 43 essential nutrients every day, even if they are not a gourmet cook. All right. Beautiful. Right. Now, the thing I like about that is if Scott and I are at a meetup, we're at a networking event and the usual, you know, belly to belly. Hey, Scott, what's it going on? And what do you do? When he hits me with that, and that's all he says, I'm clearly going to say, wow, how does that work? What's it all about? Tell me more. And that's exactly why we do this. If Scott did the opposite and spent 10 minutes explaining to me all about the 43 nutrients and why I should have them in my body and all this good stuff, I'm going to glaze over. I'm going to be looking around, thinking, can I find someone else of interest to speak to? But that's perfect what he came up with. And I really want the listeners, you guys out there, to work on that. Keep it as short and sweet as that. Say it, shut the hell up, and then wait for them then to come and say, well, tell me more what that's all about. So well done, Scott. It's really good. Thanks. All right. So clearly Scott's had an entrepreneurial brain for a while and been working on different ventures. So can you share with us, Scott, a marketing success story you've had and the associated kind of lesson or tip for myself and our listeners? Well, the biggest success for me was understanding the true impact of third-party validation. And I am talking in the network marketing world. A lot of people, we, we use that vernacular of, oh, I threw up all over them and they ran away. You know, they freaked them out or whatever. But I equate the third-party story to the situation where, you know, like, Paul, you and I go to the local pub or something, and we're listening to some music, you know, over the the radio, and you say, oh, that's the Beatles, and I say, no, that's the Rolling Stones. And then we lean over to the next person, which is the third party, and even though we don't even know if the guy is deaf, we know, you know, we ask him, hey, is that the Rolling Stones or the Beatles? And, you know, he says the Beatles, and so you pipe up and say, well, Scott, you owe me five bucks, and we move on. So... That little story has really solidified that is why I need that third party or that three-way call, as we call it, to have that other person go, well, yeah, I don't know this guy, but he, I'm going to trust that, you know, why would he lie to me? You know, he has nothing to gain or whatever. So that is really a success for me because it took a long time for that to really sink in. And, you know, people say you got to use third party, but wait a minute, I'm a smart guy, I can tell them about this, but that's not the point. The point is, is that it's got to be, again, that third party. That's brilliant, and that's a great story or way to explain it. That's really good, Scott. Thanks for sharing that. And, and Scott mentioned for network marketing, but of course, it also works outside of network marketing as well. And, I, and I'll give you an example. I was talking to a good friend of mine earlier this evening, Richard Hershey, and he was saying that he did a little bit of training today with somebody where he was showing her how he markets himself and his business on LinkedIn. And this lady said, you know what, I've just spent six months working with a marketing coach and I pay this marketing coach whatever money she pays this marketing coach. And she said to Richard, 
you've just taught me in an hour more than this person taught me in six months. Oh, wow. Now, I said to Richard, you need to get that lady on the phone right now and you need to ask her to just send you a two-line Facebook message to say that and ask her if you can use that. I said, and the next time you see her, pull your iPhone out and say, would you mind sharing that little message for 30 seconds on my iPhone? So that's a third-party tool that Richard can use that's not in network marketing. It's not a three-way call. It's not all that jargon that we use. It's just a regular guy who's marketing himself, but he's got a testimonial, and that's the ultimate third-party tool. Would you agree, Scott? Oh, yeah. Well, and as far as social media goes, that validates or is called social proof because when I get a a review or something, because I do have some clients that I do their social media, and... I tell them, you know, just what you told uh, your friend there, if you, if they can put that on there now, it's not just you putting what somebody else wrote in as a letter on your website. It's linked to Facebook. It's it's validated. And anybody coming to your Facebook page knows that and can click on that person and see that it's a real person. And they've been on Facebook for five years or whatever. So, right. yeah, it's very, very powerful. Okay, good stuff. All right. So... Moving on to our next part, you know, I don't call them failures or disasters. I call, you know, setbacks or learning moments or coaching moments. Or one term I hear is a beautiful one where people say, instead of a setback, it's a cost of tuition. So you've learned, you know, you've, you've spent something on advertising or marketing didn't work, but you've learned something. So it's a cost of tuition. So can you share with us, Scott, where you had a marketing idea or a campaign or a tool or a technique or some system or something that you, before you employed it, you thought, this is it. This thing is going to take my business to a complete different level. I won't be able to sleep tonight. I can't wait to do this tomorrow. And then it didn't work out for you. And and what lesson or lessons did you learn from that? The lesson and the thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is just perseverance. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm about nine days into a new business and I've spent the last nearly three years in a previous business, the one that you and I met through, and I really didn't have success there, but I believed in the mentoring and the training that they had. And you said it earlier in our pre-discussion, but the slight edge and Jeff Olson, I mean, he is one of my mentors, if you will. And that whole thing of a little bit each day, a little bit each day. And I really felt like I had wasted my last three years with that particular venture. But I'm learning now that I'm with the right mentorship, with the right people supporting me, which it's a whole new ballgame. And I'm just like that bamboo story. I'm going nuts. I've got people all over the place lined up for what I'm doing. But it's because of that repetition. It's because of listening to the same thing, repetition and going to the events and and just not giving up. I mean, I had a lot of friends go, man, you're putting a lot of time into this. And I really feel validated that I didn't give up. I kept learning. I knew that I was on the right track. The self-development, if you want to call it self-development or just development, is well worth it. So, I mean, as far as the setback, the setback would be that I wasn't successful there. But the success from that is nobody can take away what I've learned. And I'm now applying it. What is it? That unconscious competency, I think, is what they're saying. So, So I feel like I'm there and... 
it just feels wonderful, and that's a big reason why I sound like Demi Moore's cousin <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, good. And, and I'm going to give Scott some credit as well, because Scott reached out to me last week about his new business venture, and I had been approached in the past about it, and it just it wasn't for me. And I we're, we're good enough friends, and we're two guys, so we can let it, you know, say it how it is. And I said, you know what, thanks very much, but it's not for me. Scott didn't get defensive, he didn't take it personally, he didn't say, well, screw you, you know, whatever. He just said, hey, thanks for sharing your feedback and thanks for being a good friend and, you know, I wished him all the best and clearly he's having great success with it. So when you're marketing a product, whether it's through network marketing or whether it's your restaurant or whether you're a chiropractor, if you reach out to someone and they say, thanks but no thanks, that's totally fine. That's acceptable, it's normal, you don't need to take it personally, you don't need to throw your toys out of the pram and sulk and say, well, if he doesn't want to do it, I quit. Scott just, you know, brushed it aside and kept going, and, and that's why he can't speak right now, because he's because he's been having so much success this last week. So, you know, lesson for us all there, good job, Scott, and I'm glad that, you know, not that I'm this big guru or whatever, but I said, no thanks, when it didn't affect you, he just carried on, so good job. Thanks, thanks. All right, so what would you say, Scott, now... Right now, with this new venture, or, or you know, what would you say the biggest marketing challenge is that you're having at this moment? Let's see. The biggest challenge is to overcome the fear of, okay, here comes Scott. You know, we know he's been doing this, and you know, the previous business, and here he's coming at me with a new one. But I've really overcome that. So I used to really worry about what other people thought. So I guess maybe we could nail it down to that if you can get over what other people think it will set you free you know you focus in laser focus on what you want you get all the things in place and really i've been using the expression that the planets are aligning for me with this because it just feels that way i mean my day is fluid but i'm in a zone and it just feels like every door is opening and so that mindset helps attract further things and it's taken me a while to really turn around from the negative mindset that I had because I did you know your friends are saying well you haven't done what you thought you were going to do with that and you're spending all this time and so I really feel vindicated at this point okay well that's good and a lot of people you know have multiple careers I know that when I graduated from college you know I was supposed to have the corporate job and the company car and the, the hot secretary and playing golf three times a week and that didn't happen and People that are close to you can give you a hard time. In my example, and I'm not beating up my parents in any way, shape, or form, but they give me a bit of a hard time. And so I went into one career, then I went into another career, then another career. And, and sometimes, you know, people can say, well, what are you doing? What, what's your latest thing? And, you know, they don't take you seriously. So Scott's right. You just have to, if you think you found your thing, and, and, and right now for Scott, this is his thing. Doesn't mean to say five years from now it's still going to be his thing. He could be onto something else. And that's not a discredit to him. It, it, or any way, shape, or form. You just have to keep working on what you're excited about at the time, what your passion is, what you believe in, and just keep going like Scott's doing. So good lessons there. In terms of kind of your pathway, you were at a network marketing company and it didn't work out for you there, but you didn't give up. And I think a lot of people go into these companies and you know they, they, they get caught up in the ether of a live event and, and, a, and a hotel and a rah-rah and this is amazing and there's cars and cruises and all this stuff. And they go in there and it's not quite as easy 
as you think. What, what advice would you give someone, Scott, who was, who was at a, about to go to a hotel meeting, doesn't matter what company, what products, we're not going to get into that, but what advice would you give someone now who's, who's about to join a network marketing company for the first time ever? Well, there's two main things. The one thing is that it can't be a me too product. And what I mean by that is there must be barriers to entry to whatever you're looking at. I'm going to use just generically juices. If somebody can reproduce or, or emulate what you have and suddenly you find it in Walmart, all your hard work is, is for naught because they're going to come. They're going to try and get that. So if you can find a, a product or service or an idea or whatever the case may be that truly has a barrier to entry for anyone, whether it's a patent or you know a secret formula, that I would look for. And then the second thing I would look for is research your sponsor, research you know the higher ups and so on, and because you want to partner with a professional. I know a particular person from my previous company that she actually interviewed some of the top earners and did, I don't know if she actually did background checks, but she did check them out and made her decision that way. And she's actually, you know, a very brilliant woman. And I, I think I thought when I heard her tell that story, I was like, wow, that's, you know, because you're, and she even interviewed them and then made a choice. Okay, well, I, I, I'm more compatible with this guy and they're going somewhere. So, you know, I hate to, to take away an opportunity from your best friend that brought you, but find out what their true goals are. I mean, do they really want to go for this or are they just trying to make $500 a month? If they're trying to make $500 a month and you want to make hundred grand a year or ten grand a month or whatever that ends up working out to be, ask to talk to one or two levels above them and see if that person is full-time and will help you achieve that goal. Good advice there. A lot of us you know, go along to these meetings because they have a buddy or a friend or a relative. And So what Scott's saying there is, let's say you're, it's your sister that invites you to a meeting. She's already joined the company. Scott's not saying don't join your sister. What he's saying is, is look, you know, kind of do some more research and make sure if you're going for it that you're that you're in the right organization there because there's nothing worse than joining and all of a sudden you go, well, this isn't what I thought I was getting into and, and then you're going to have a tough time. So, yeah, great, right. great advice. So, all right, Scott, what I'm going to do at this stage, if you don't mind, I'm just going to pay a couple of bills so I can put some bread on the table. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right, perfect. So, listening to the podcast, if you do any shopping online if you ever buy through your favorite stores you know target.com or, or, or sears or nordstrom's or home depot whatever stores you like to purchase from if you love deals from groupon or living social if you like to download books from audible.com if you like to do your taxes online if you whatever you do online if you're if you're somebody that's comfortable shopping online and if you do any travel reservations online, book flights, book vacations, hotels, car rentals, any of those things. If you're not using this website that I'm going to introduce to you right now, you're nuts. And the reason why you're nuts is because you're giving your money to these big corporations and they're keeping all of it. This website will help you get some of your very own money back. So go to www.myownmoneybank.com dot com my own money back.com 
As you get to that website, right in the middle is a green button. Hit that. Open a free account. Don't, don't get your credit card out. Don't sign up for anything. Just open the account for free. And then go to your normal stores. Go and buy what you're normally going to buy online from the same exact store, the same price, the same website. And what you will find is because of this website, you'll start generating some of your own money back. You're going to get cash back, your cash back on the purchases that you make. And, and over the year, it's amazing how much of your own money you get back. So my own money back dot com free account give it a go you're going to love it all right scott so we're going to go into the six pack round this is a rapid fire questions and answers here you've already seen the questions so we're going to go for it here so are you ready i'm ready okay here we go so what's the best business book marketing book motivational book what's the best book you've ever read well you mentioned earlier that my best book has been mentioned many, many times on your uh, podcast. So I've, I've found another book that I read probably 10 years ago, and I was very impressed by it. And I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. So I'm going to say Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. And I'm going to hope that I pronounced his name right. But what he talks about in that book is if you want to go somewhere, and it's not a network marketing book per se, it's just a networking book. So even if you're climbing that corporate ladder or you're looking for a position at a company, he says, you know, invite people that you look up to to lunch and never eat alone, essentially, and never take for granted who's sitting next to you on a plane or in line and just strike up a conversation and you will be amazed at the gems of contacts that you can make that can be beneficial. And, and really, in this day and age of social media, that's kind of our story, right, Paul? I mean, Absolutely. we have uh, gotten to know each other over time, and here we are helping each other out. So that's a big part of what Keith talked about. And have a goal. When you go to a convention, let's say, an industry convention, don't just go there. Look at the different vendors, you know, whatever your industry might be, and decide, I want to meet this many people, and I want to meet them for this reason. And, and if you have a team there. One time I was at a, a national convention for one of my companies and in that particular business, you had to be certified, let's just say it generically like that, in a particular state. So we made a goal to meet somebody from every state that we could then call and say, hey, I've got somebody in your state. I'd like to hand them over to you. And if you ever get anybody in my state, I would hope you would think about me. So we, it was, it ended up being like a a scavenger hunt. We, okay, you got, you got Missouri. Yeah, I got Missouri. You got, you know, Arkansas, you know, who's going to win? And, and it, it just made the, the convention that much better. Great. Well, that's, that's totally away from the best book, but I love it because this is why we ask these questions. I love the book. I've seen, I've never read it personally, but I've seen it in the bookstores. We'll put a link to it on the podcast, but that advice there about your teamwork and that, that's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so what's the best marketing tool that you're currently using, used in the past, or, or, or looking forward to getting your teeth into? You know, you, like you said, you, I had these questions before, but the thing that came to my mind, and I'm not sure if it's what you wanted to hear, it's a powerful cell phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because I'm on the phone so much, I just upgraded, and, and this isn't a commercial for a particular brand, but the phone that I had was just a dual core, and this is now an octa-core, so I'm able to switch between doing the calls, I'm, I'm using the Evernote, which is a wonderful app to help 
keep your thoughts in one place and make them searchable. I could even do Skype. I mean, I happen to be at my laptop for this one, but I could have done Skype right from my phone wherever I am with you. So a really strong and dependable cell phone. And of course, that extra battery that because yes. they just go through the energy, you know, okay. they just Absolutely. kill it. All right, that's good. That's good. Practical advice, good stuff. Advice from, you know, a mentor or a colleague or your spouse? What's the best business advice you've ever been given? Well, it's a combination of what a lot of people say, and it's not anything fancy, but just don't give up. I have felt like, well, in fact, you can give up, but wake up the next morning and then go after it again, I guess. You know, there's a kind of a saying, you know, look in the mirror and fire the guy and then you hire him again because it's you, you know. But you've got to be passionate about it. If you're not passionate about what you're doing or care about what you're doing or have a vision, it's really hard to to get out of the, you know, when you have those valleys, it's hard to keep going. But if you've got a, a bigger goal in mind, and this ends up becoming your why, that's kind of what we call it. Okay, so. perfect. Good, good advice. All right. So entrepreneurs, marketers, business people, we, are, we love attending events. You mentioned something right there earlier. So what would you say is the best marketing or the best business event you've ever attended the most fun event that i have ever been to is more of a self-interest i mean not self-interest meaning me but an interest that i have and that was the sema convention so it's not quite what you're asking for but i was amazed at just the sheer size of it the sema convention is it has to do with aftermarket car parts and i think based on some of your facebook you're kind of a car guy too Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. this is a little off topic but that was the first thing that came to mind but really i do listen to tony robbins quite a bit i haven't been to one of his events but that is one that i think would be one of the best when i do go to it naturally i've gone to national events for the different companies i've been with and they've been good but none of them really stand out what stood out about the SEMA event? Just the sheer size of it and how excited I was just to see all the latest stuff about cars, which again is kind of off topic. But what I would say, I guess, as far as advice for the forum that we're in right now is don't discount those events. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, there's nothing I'm going to learn. I went to that last year. Well, because of where you are in life, when you even just reread a book or go to the same convention, you're going to maybe meet somebody or get one tidbit that could change your life or your business and turn it around or, or accelerate it, whatever the case may be. So I would say, you know, seek out those events. Heck, they're a write-off because it's a business expense too. So... Well, that's great advice because, yeah, if you're, let's say you're a chiropractor running your own business, but you also like fly fishing, right. no, no correlation between the two, but you go and enjoy your thing fly fishing and something's going to come up where you're going to go, man, I could possibly use that in my business. You'll get some kind of inspiration or you'll meet somebody or, so that's great advice. You don't have to go going, okay, well, how do I apply fly fishing to my chiropractic practice? But something will come up. Sure. And I love going to events like that because I study salespeople. I study marketing. I, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. So whenever I'm at any event, I'm always got the spidey sense going saying what can I learn here or that's pretty cool what they did maybe I can incorporate that into what I do so there's there's always always benefits and as you said it's fun as well it's it's what you like to do so go to as many as you can do all right Scott so obviously you're you've again been an entrepreneur for a while different ventures different experiences what would you say is the best part about what you do right now 
When I was in corporate America and and the Rich Dad Poor Dad book uh, came across my consciousness, I got really frustrated about you know the working 40 years for somebody else and retiring on half of what you make and and really feeling stuck in the system. So the best part about what I do is the sky's the limit. You know, as hard as I work, I'm going to get compensated in kind. Whereas if I'm punching a clock and the boss is telling me when I can go to the bathroom or or I can't leave early for my girl's dance recital, you know, that just felt like jail to me. And it's so liberating to be able to have that control. Well, and I, I say control over your life because nobody truly has control over their life, but you certainly can guide what you want to do and where you want to do it based on being your own boss. I mean, just the other day, I like to bicycle, you know, kind of like the Tour de France, kind of mm-hmm. a road bike. And so I was meeting somebody just a couple of miles from my house. So I thought, well, hey, I'll just ride my bike and then I'll do some more riding. Well, I brought my cell phone with me and I took two calls while I was riding and I was working and I was working out too so it was two birds with one stone and if i worked for somebody you know that would not be the case i would not have that flexibility or that be empowered to do things that i want where i want when i want okay perfect yeah that's an entrepreneur life summed up perfectly there so good job all right scott i know you're going to have a good one for number six so there's no questions so uh I have number six in here, question number six, which is what's the craziest business idea you've ever had? Because I love it. I have no idea what we're going to get, but I know we're going to get a good one from Scott. So over to you. What is the craziest business idea you've ever had? I don't know. I've, I've thought of different things. I mean, I've done apps. I've done a thing called Moji, which is massive optimized web page generation. And that was a not black hat. But it certainly wasn't white hat. I would say it's like gray hat as far. And and the techies out there will know what I mean. But it had to do with internet marketing. And the idea behind that was through using spreadsheets and this special toolbar that a guy out there made, we were able to, and and a lot of people, when I first tell them about this, it's considered a, a text spinner, but it wasn't because you actually would read the sentence and in each cell on the spreadsheet, you would list three or four synonyms for that. So as long as it made sense when you read it, now you've got exponential, you know, seven times seven times seven in, you know, the, what is it? The red fox jumps over whatever, you know, that, that now you've, right. That's thanks. So now you've got variations on that. And the idea was that the algorithms that Google has will know that as long as it's 70% different, it would count it as its own page. And this worked for a while, but now because of social signals and other things, it didn't work. So the craziest idea I ever had was to create a website that had like 60,000 pages and each page said the same thing, but with synonyms. And so it was looked at as a unique, and, and it was a unique individual page, but it, it was the same message. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So and, then just that kind of leads me in. I've not, I've not explained this in previous episodes, so I'm just going to quickly jump in with this one. For people who don't know what the whole thing is with Google and, and changing algorithms and, and, and moving the goalposts, this is my take on it, just to kind of put it into perspective. Google doesn't make any money if you drive traffic to your website without paying Google any money. Okay, it's as simple as that. So 
if you've learned a system and Scott's system there, this crazy algorithm thing or spreadsheets, if you learned a system that suddenly starts crushing it and drives traffic to your website consistently without you spending money with Google, they're going to change the goalposts. They're going to shut it down. They're going to move. They're, they're, going, to, they're going to change the algorithm. So that's just one example. But if internet marketers out there are always trying to get around Google's requirements, and they do. They absolutely do. They figure it out and they start saying they start benefiting from that, and then Google comes along and it's Penguin or Panda or whatever, right. and then they right. change it. And they've just done it with YouTube now. They've completely changed YouTube and shut down people's businesses overnight. So those internet marketers dust themselves down. It's again, it's cat and mouse, and they start all over again, learning whatever the new algorithm is, whatever the new rules of the game are. And they'll master that and they'll, they'll benefit from it and then Google will change it again. So that's kind of my basic layman's terms of what this whole algorithm and, 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 and pandas and penguins and all this crazy stuff is kind of here about. So hopefully that kind of helps people out there understand what that's about. And I've probably abominated it and I've probably not given it the right credibility or I probably disserviced it, but hopefully that helps a little bit. All right, Scott, so what I'm going to do now is our listeners have got to know you. The, the, many people will never forget that husky voice of yours, so that's good. <laughs> you, you've certainly made an impression. So what I'm going to do now is a thank you and a benefit to you is turn it over to you so you can briefly tell people about your new business adventure or venture, whatever you want to call it, and ways that people can reach out and contact you. If you're thinking of partnering up with somebody, if you're thinking of you know, if you're looking for a mentor, someone who can shave off a, a lot of the learning curve for you and someone who's clearly an honest and genuine and real person, Scott's obviously definitely worth reaching out to to get to know him a little bit more. But over to you, Scott. Share, share what you're doing right now and then how people can get a hold of you. All right. Well, I'm with a company called Yevo International, um, and the beauty of this particular opportunity is that it launched um, – May 9th of this year, so it's not quite a month old as far as the launch. Um, and I tell people this, there are three main things that everybody on this planet needs to live, and that's air, water, and food. And the only way that we could have a better opportunity is if we could charge people to breathe the air. And if you go to my website, you'll be able to see a video that will let you know which one of these three I'm talking about. But the market for this particular venture is today, not in five years. I mean, there are other companies out there that say, well, in five years, this will be a trillion dollar market. Well, today, the market for this particular venture is $5 trillion right now. And in fact, if you go look for the Fortune magazine for June, there's an article that supports the general population of this country being concerned about empty foods. And we're basically foods that have 43 nutrients that we didn't make up, that the World Health Organization, that the Food and Drug Administration, and then the American Medical Institute all say that if we have these 43 essential nutrients, we get what we need to live and prosper, live, grow, and heal. So, you know, it's a universal thing. People aren't going to forget to eat. And when you are given the nourishment you need, you no longer reach for that snack. And 
you know, imagine how much healthier you are if you are getting the nutrients that your body needs through foods that, that actually, and, and there's a whole, I'm getting a little long-winded, but I'm pretty impressed. And yeah, my voice is hoarse because I've been talking on the phone nonstop the last week. All right. So tell us, tell us how people can get a hold of you. All right, go to verygoodnutrition.com. You'll be able to find information there, or you can email me at ask, A-S-K, Scott Johnson at gmail.com. Just spell that out for us, please. Yeah, yeah, A-S-K, like, you know, I'm going to ask you a question, and then my first name, S-C-O-T-T, and my last name, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, at gmail.com. So ask Scott Johnson at gmail.com okay perfect so thank you for that scott that was a nice summary of your new business adventure and, and definitely reach out to scott even if it's not to necessarily know more about that but he's got a wealth of experience he can he's the kind of guy that will happily pass on some advice or some tips to you no matter what you're interested in and again scott it, you know we've been friends for a couple of years it's great to speak to you over skype and and learn about what you're doing now and sense that passion and excitement that you've got so congratulations on that and, Thanks. Uh, and thank you again for being on the podcast. And everybody out there, reach out to Scott. And, and as always, I hope this podcast, this episode has helped you and helped you to market you and your business. So thanks again, Scott. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Okay. So there you have it. You now have work to do. Drop everything and implement at least one of the strategies you've heard. No, really. If you don't take action right away, it won't happen. Visit Paul's website at www.paulgwamsley.com for more free training and resources. And email him at paul at paulgwamsley.com with any questions or challenges.